Hello and welcome to the Unusual Stories podcast. Um, this is the third episode of our 10 books for 10 episodes series. Um, uh, quite an exciting one, I think. I was uh, considering for quite some time which book to promote and uh, let's say explore with you here today because I felt like, you know, the, the past two were very much so a spiritual, uh, very deep ones, somewhat maybe a bit um, uh, far-fetched for some. So I thought maybe let's take it a bit easier today and focus on something down to earth, more like, if you would um, wish to do so. I would like to explore today with you the book by Dale Carnegie. This is quite an old book, actually. I think 1930s is um, when it was first published, somewhere around that time. And uh, Mr. Dale Carnegie, who you might know from the Carnegie Hall or the major libraries all around the uh, USA. He was a businessman, a very successful one, um, mostly in the steel market at the time. And he is known for his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Once again, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And before we dive deeper into it, I just wanted to give you a little background of uh, Mr. Dale Carnegie from what I remember. As I mentioned earlier, he was the steel magnate, let's say, a very powerful man that um, created this, I think it was the American Steel Company that uh, became the biggest company at the time. And um, he was very known for his generosity. He had this idea that for half of his life he's gonna amass as much money, as much wealth as he can, and for the other half he will give it all away. And this is exactly what he did at the end. He contributed greatly towards the Carnegie Hall, many other opera and um, sort of cultural spaces all around the country as well as libraries, so that was a big part of it all. He believed in the power of uh, education, especially self-education, and he believed in the power of books, which is why he ended up writing this book of his. I don't know if someone helped him with it, I assume they did, but he was definitely a powerful figure at the time, and in my opinion, he still is in the hearts of, uh, and minds of many people out there right now, that are successful ones. I've uh, come to read this book following an article I've read, must have been four or five years ago now, um, which treated on the 10 most powerful books, most influential books that Warren Buffett read. So Mr. Warren Buffett is um, one of the most successful investors of our times. And he had this um, interview in which he mentioned the 10 books that made the biggest impact on him. I don't know exactly where I found the article. I didn't really pay too much attention to the other books, but this one really drew me in because, uh, first of all, he said that it was one of the most powerful overall. And secondly, because at the time I was struggling quite a bit with uh, anxiety in terms of acting out myself in person with other people even though it might have not been appearing so, I was a bit shy on the inside. And I tried to figure out how to make it a bit better. And I really do believe that this is one of those books that can truly help you. 
even if it's going to help you only to understand what you need to do with yourself to make it all better. But about that in a second. So, without further ado, let's give you a little background about the book. How does it work out? How does it look like? I think this one is a much more digestible than uh, the ones we've uh, discussed before. Of course, 12 Rules for Life and Beyond Order, the two other books of Jordan Peterson are also easy to digest and I would definitely recommend reading them if you're interested. When it comes to how to win friends and influence people, I think this book has somewhere around 200 pages. It is not a big book and it is very, very straightforwardly written. So it's not an academic book. It doesn't theorize about things too much. It's very down to earth and somewhat out of date in terms of what the stories put in it are uh, discovering for us. Of course, it doesn't really matter because it's about connections between people and that doesn't change over time. We might change the means of communication, we might change what we wear or what we believe to be the beauty or the style, but when it comes to the interactions between one another, at the end of the day, we are still humans. As uh, Goethe, I believe, or Nietzsche once put it, the world goes forward and humans stay the same. I think that's quite powerful and uh, thoughtful of him to mention. So, foot for thought for you. But uh, yeah, let me uh, give you a brief understanding, an idea, let's say, an outline of what the book is about. So, as it sounds, how to win friends and influence people is all about people connections. It's all about being able to act out yourself skillfully in the realm of uh, interpersonal relations, let's say. That's uh, quite a mouthful for you. It comprises of 30 rules. The book is divided, I believe, into four sections. Each is uh, sort of focused on, on a different aspect of our interactions and the ways that we could uh, convey ourselves to others and convey ourselves to ourselves because the dialogue that you act out with others is mostly acted out within you. Fun fact. And those 30 rules adhere to every area of your life, of your social endeavors, and uh, can be used in uh, both business, professional, personal, and uh, any other, I would say, uh, public appearance and opinion and a way of conducting yourself. So it might feel a bit out of date in terms of uh, the experiences that uh, Mr. Carnegie mentions, but when it comes to the practicalities of it, it's um, as fresh as any. I believe it was a very, very powerful, for me at least, piece of advice and a practical um, knowledge source that gave me the ability to conduct myself a bit more skillfully with others and to communicate clearer and also to feel a bit more confident. So, but we'll talk about that in a second. So the few things that I found uh, the most powerful in the book and that I would like to explore with you a little bit further are the basic six rules that really resonated with me. You know, remember that there were 30 of them and these are not really rules, they are like guides. So instead of saying what you should not do, 
Mr. Carnegie usually points out what you could do to make things better. And I wouldn't want you to feel discouraged to read the book because of its title. I would say its title for me and at the beginning especially, it sort of suggested the idea that uh, this book can be used to learn how to manipulate people. I can imagine some people might use it for those reasons, but that's not the idea and um, intention behind the book. I am certain of that. It is very, very much so a book uh, focused on good relationships and good intentions relationships between people. And for that reason, I wanted to point out these few ideas that really struck um, gold for me. So the first one that I remember was about criticism and about the fact that if you criticize another, you're actually making them feel bad. And this, in turn, may turn them against this criticism. It's a natural defense mechanism, isn't it? When someone criticizes you, you might not listen to what they have to say because you're already on the defensive. So what Dale Carnegie suggests instead is to suggest or elicit an idea in the other that would make them think whether or not they have made the skillful the right choice or if they could do something a bit better. So of course, you know, sometimes criticism is exactly what we need and every one of us is different in terms of the resilience against criticism. But it might be quite challenging to speak with another in a way that would make them feel comfortable as you are criticizing them. And for that, Mr. Carnegie points out that the best way to go forth is to make the other person think whether or not they could have done it better without you actually voicing your opinion about it. Because at the end of the day also, a hindsight from myself, you might not know exactly if they could. That's only your opinion. And the opinion is not a fact, you know? So just bear that in mind. Secondly, a big part of the book is the idea and the invitation to empathize with the other. I think compassion and empathy is something that in our day and age is lacking, especially when it comes to strangers and people we don't understand. This is really difficult for myself as well. I am no saint and I have moments when I do not understand and I get frustrated or somewhat taken aback by the actions and uh, maybe ways of conducting themselves by others, both my loved ones, my family, my friends, as well as strangers, especially strangers, if you think about it. But uh, Dale Carnegie points out that at the end of the day, we're all doing the best we can in the situation. We just don't know. Oftentimes, what we think is best will prove in time that was the best at the moment, but it was not necessarily what we could have done. We could have done it better. But that's the process of learning and constant growth. So the invitation here to empathize with the other and to put yourself in their shoes, so to speak, is a powerful and uh, useful tool to stop yourself from um, headbutting one another in every conversation or interaction you have with uh, those around you. Thirdly, a big part of the book, as I said earlier, is the invitation to understand yourself 
So with each rule, each idea, each guidance that uh, Dale Carnegie points out, there is a story and that story underlines the character of the person and how the person acted out or did not act out uh, their skillful manner. And I think it was really quite um, enriching for myself to be able to see from a third person point of view what others in those stories were talking and doing and uh, then reflect whether or not I would act any better. And um, a big part of being more empathetic and uh, compassionate to others is to become more compassionate and empathetic to, your, to yourself. Becoming this more self-understanding person can help you be understanding towards others because you know that you're no angel either and no one really is. Finally, the last two points that I wanted to mention that are actually a big part and maybe an invitation for yourself to pay more attention to is uh, the fact that, first of all, we are all ultimately mostly interested in ourselves. And understanding this can be a huge help to anyone out there who feels uh, somewhat anxious or overwhelmed when they are, you know, meeting with the other. I know I do. Sometimes I'm stuck in my head wondering how they think about me or uh, how am I looking right now or do I seem interested? Do I act the right way? Am I standing in the right position? You know, all of those things, I'm already in my head by that time. And the thing is, the funny thing is, that for the most part, no one cares about you as much as you do. They couldn't. Maybe your loved ones, maybe your family does. But when it comes to a businessman, a stranger, someone you want to ask out for a date, for the most part, they are interested in themselves. And they are probably thinking the same as you are thinking about yourself. They are worrying about that in their own heads. So this can be quite a freeing idea. I think we've talked about this on the podcast earlier. And, um, you know, I would invite you to reflect on that. Because in the moments when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like, oh my God, everyone around me thinks this or that, Remember that most of them are probably either entangled in their own thoughts, probably in the same topic, or they might be just interested in something else. Most people do not think about you as much as you think about yourself. They cannot, because they have their own life to live. And uh, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, your life is probably not as interesting to them as it is to you. That's probably a fact. <laughs> If you think about it, if it wasn't so, why would anyone survive? If everyone else would be looking at you, they wouldn't have time to take care about themselves. So that's a big wake-up call, I think, for all the anxiety and narcissism out there that uh, I think is pervasive in all of us, ultimately, because we're all egoistic creatures, you know? We need our ego to survive. But at the same time, we can also hurt ourselves deeply with it. So be aware of that. And finally, the second part of this point is the beautiful quote. I don't remember if I um, exactly say it correctly, but uh, Dale Carnegie points out that uh, a person's name is the sweetest sound to that person. 
and that made a huge impact on me. I used to say that I don't remember names well. I used to walk around and constantly say that. Whenever I forgot a name, I was like, oh, here I go again. I don't remember names. I never do. Well, first of all, it's not actually helping, apart from maybe disempowering me and giving me somewhat an excuse. But please remember that any excuse sounds good to the person who's excusing themselves. And secondly, it was not actually true. I mean, if I would put more effort into remembering, I would. It's not like I have a hole in my head for names. It's not true. The same way that I want to remember some things and I do, the same way that I remember the most important numbers or the most important dates that I need to store at the back of my mind, I can also remember the names. And there is a simple and uh, quite profound solution for this, which I would encourage you to adopt. And this is actually the challenge for this week. And this is probably the first step for you to becoming a bit more sociable and confident in the group creature. Every time you meet a new person this week, or every time you meet someone that you do not know their names of or you forgot, first what you do when they say their name, when they introduce themselves, is you say their name back to them. For example, oh, hi, Michael. Nice to meet you, Michael. You repeat it. And then in your head, you're creating an association with something they either look like, they do, or they said. So for example, if you meet Michael and Michael is a musician, you have a mental connection in your head. Michael, music. Michael, musician. It is proven that by tying together two things, whatever they are, they don't have to make sense, you are strengthening this information in your brain. It's actually a thing. Check it out. And I would like to encourage you to become an expert on people's names. You know, it might take you some time to get used to it. Some names are more difficult than others. You will also find that people that excite you are more likely to be remembered by you than people that do not make too much of an impression on you. But I would encourage you throughout this week to make a conscious effort of remembering and using as much as possible, without being awkward and uh, creepy, of course, their names back. Because as uh, Dale Carnegie points out, person's name is the sweetest sound there is for that person. And if you think about it, that's actually quite true. I do believe and I do like my name, but I do believe that uh, my name is probably my favorite word because it also creates so much emotional attachment, you know? It's your name. It's a big thing. <laughs> so, yeah, this is an invitation for you for this week as a challenge. Of course, the second challenge would be to explore the book. I would definitely recommend it. It's by far the most practical in terms of uh, interpersonal relationships and business books um, that I've read. And uh, finally, I just wanted to point out that for me, the way it helped me is to improve my communication skills. And through improvement of my communication skills and my confidence in speaking, especially with strangers, I've improved my interpersonal connections and I've improved my chances to be employed, 
chances to go out for a party, chances to get a girlfriend, chances to be successful in, for example, podcasting. <laughs> so there are many benefits from becoming a better, more sociable, let's say, more sociably skillful person. And this is the invitation that Dale Carnegie gives to us. He says that at the end of the day, if you know and if you can apply the rules of the interpersonal connections and if you can apply them well, you will be successful in anything you want because business is mostly about people and to be good with people, you first need to become skillful with yourself. So yeah, a little invitation for you right there. Thank you so much for joining. Have a great week. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And I'll see you next time.